Could you please welcome, welcome Jeremy Folsom? Thank you. As he rips my mic off here, let me fix it. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. There's joy in the house of the Lord. It's, uh, is there joy in the house of the Lord this morning? Yeah. And if, if not, then you come to the right service, because we're going to talk about joy this morning. So if, there, if you came in this morning without joy, I, I hope and I pray you leave here with joy. Over the last couple of weeks, we had heard about the, the gifts of hope. And do you remember what we talked about last week? What was the gift from last week? It was faith. That's right. We talked about faith. Um, and how Jesus, he provided us with these gifts. This morning is no different. This morning we're going to talk about joy. Joy. But before we continue, let's just open in prayer. God, we're just so grateful right now for this moment, this time we get to come together and to hear your word, Lord. To speak to us, God. Speak to us all in different ways. Just whisper things of joy into our lives, God. And allow us to leave here different than when we walked in here today. You're an amazing God. We just love you so much. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. During the Christmas season, there's always been one word that stands out to me when it comes to Christmas. And it's that one word that encompasses everything about Christmas. And that word to me was joy. It was just joy. And if you were to ask the average person on the street um, what was the most joyful time of the year, most likely they would probably say Christmas, right? They say Christmas, no doubt about it. Uh, One of the Christmas carols you hear everywhere this season is called, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, right? I know I'm not going to sing it, but it's okay. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, As a kid, uh, joy starts with the wonderment of Christmas lights. Uh, It goes with Christmas carols. There's presents underneath the tree. There's music in the air. There's good-smelling foods from the kitchen. There's family. There's just that magic of Christmas as a kid, right? It has that wonderment of Christmas. In fact, I have a video clip that I want to share with you. This would probably be me at eight years old or Pastor Dan right now. Go ahead and check out this video. (gasps) Wow! What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah! Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. Santa's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you know I was showing that? He didn't know. So when you guys were all talking about that, I was like, oh, my goodness. We are going to show this video. Now, doesn't that video makes you want to go watch the movie now, right? Always does. It always does. But you can see the pure joy on Buddy the Elf's face. There is just that joy. It's, it goes beyond happiness for him. When you see him, he says he's smiling 
because it's his favorite thing to do. Smile. He's just filled with joy. And as Christians, we should be showing that same joy and excitement. Let me tell you about Jesus because I know him. I know Jesus. Let me tell you about him because I know him. Like the old song says, Jesus is a friend of mine. I want to tell you about Jesus because I know him. I remember life before starting to follow Jesus. Sure, there was happiness. Well, happiness found in the wrong places before I found Jesus. It was money ruled, uh, possessions, whatever it was, whatever made me happy at the moment is what ruled my life. And it wasn't until Jesus entered that I understood what that real joy was, that joy that only Jesus can provide in my life. I didn't know what it was. In fact, I want to do an exercise real quick. I just want you guys to think this out. I would be happier if, and then fill in the blank. Now, don't jab your spouses or anything like that. This is for you guys. And if you came in this morning and you were like, well, bah humbug, you know, that person, right? If you came in this morning, I want you to fill in the blank also. I will not be happy unless fill in the blank. I like Christmas songs. I do. And there are certainly a lot of them that capture the happiness of Christmas, right? There's a lot of them. Uh, There's Santa Claus is coming to town. Jingle bells deck the halls. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Please, God, let it snow. I love snow, and I want some snow. Let it snow. I would love to see a white Christmas. How about you? Yes. Let it, let it snow. <laughs> no. These songs, though, they can make you feel happy, right? They, they can make you smile. They make you think about the Christmas lights. They make you think about the gifts. They make you think about family, Santa even, some of those songs. How about... Joy to the world. Joy to the world. I want to read to you out of Psalms 98. Psalms 98 says this, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. At the ends of the earth have seen all the salvation of God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp. With the harp and with sound of singing. With trumpets and a blast of the ram's horn. Shout to the Lord before, shout before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and with the people of equity. The writer of Joy to the World, he got his inspiration, it was in 1712, and he got his inspiration from this psalms. Joy to the World. It's one of our most beloved carols because it really it captures that essence of Christmas, which is joy. And who that, that joy is. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And that doesn't mean just joy in the Pacific Northwest. 
It's not a financial joy. It's not a happy joy or a healthy joy. It's not a a physical joy or an emotional joy. It's joy to the world. It's a universal joy. It's not for those other things. It's for the world. This is a joy surrounding the coming of Jesus. It says in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 4, you can follow it on the screen. It says, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to a house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there there was no guest room available to them. And there were shepherds living out in a field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and glory to the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Let's just let's pause here a moment. The angel, Gabriel, he's connecting good news with great joy. They come together. The great joy comes after that good news. He's connecting good news with great joy. Let's think about the meaning of good news at the surface level for a moment because we have all had good news in our lives. When I learned of each of my children coming into this world, that was good news. When we got approved for our our house, that was good news. When we had a clear bill of health, that was good news. When the Mariners won 116 games in a season, that was good news. I think it's safe to say, though, that we can easily identify the good news in our lives, right? Good news, it makes an impact and it changes the direction of your life. But the good news with Gabriel, that Gabriel announces is the good news of great joy for all people. Not just the ones that were living at the moment. This was for the future hope. This is a future hope. This is for us even now and it's for our future generations. It is an eternal joy. And what is that good news? In verse 11, he goes on to say, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened which the Lord told us about. The shepherds, they must have been in awe and wonderment as a joy had washed over them, knowing that their Savior has been born. They have been waiting for a Savior for a long time. They have been hearing from their ancestors about this Messiah, this upcoming Messiah, this Savior. It's nothing that that they didn't expect to happen right then because they've been hearing about it. They're waiting for this Savior for a long time. And what did they say? They said, let's go see. Let's go see the Savior. In Luke 2.14, it said, Glory to the highest heaven, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favorite rests. Even the, sound, the angels, they sang songs of joy. They were joyful at the coming of Jesus. The Bible, it uses the word phrase, unspeakable, often referring to joy, and it uses it three times. In fact, the first song we sang talked about unspeakable joy. The first time Paul uses it is in 2 Corinthians. He said, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. 
The second time, Paul used it when he was speaking about a time when God allowed him to have a glimpse of heaven. And he describes it this way. He said, I was caught up in heaven where I heard unspeakable words, which I am not even allowed to speak or repeat. Then the third time was written by Peter when he talks about joy unspeakable. And what each writer is describing is a kind of happiness and fulfillment that is so amazing, that is so over the top, that we cannot find words to describe it. This, it's unspeakable joy. It's just joy that is just indescribable. And you, if you've been a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. When Jesus comes into your life, there's this new sense of just joy. Do you have it, church? Do you have this indescribable joy? And if not, do you want it? What is joy and how is it different from happiness? After all, if we don't know what it is, then how are we going to know when we find it? If we don't know what the difference is between joy and happiness, how are we going to know? Simply defined, it means cheerfulness. It means gladness, happiness. But what it really means is it's more. It goes beyond all of that. It's those things but multiplied. You cannot use the word joy in a mild way. Joy, it's, it's intense. It's, you saw it with Buddy the Elf. He was not mild in any way. He was intense. And that's what that is. That joy, it's intense. There's nothing calm about it. Someone put it this way. Joy is happiness with a much longer shelf life. You can be happy all day long until you hear bad news. I was happy when I heard about the Mariners' 116 wins, but that didn't last long. That happiness is very fleeting. And then it was six months of sorrow, followed by, here we go again, I'm happy again, followed by more sorrow. You see what I'm saying? getting at here. You're happy, and then you're not happy. COVID-19, loneliness, depression, suicide among our youth, cancer. We live in a world that is short in the good news department. Joy has a long-lasting shelf life, meaning that even though we, can, we go through these things that are bad news, we can still experience joy. We can experience joy. But there's good news. Jesus, he came down to us. He came down for us. The shepherds found that good news in a manger. God's gift to the world is God's joy to the world. It says, For unto you has born, been born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And where did they find him? Where did they find the Savior? They found him in a, a dirty manger. Cow stalls. Laying in a a trough, a feeding trough. And the people who were surrounding him were ordinary people. They were just regular people. Ordinary people like us in this room. Ordinary people. And for us ordinary people, happiness is having everything go right or a sense of contentment. How often does that happen where everything you think everything goes right until it doesn't? Feeling good about our circumstances. Probably some laughs thrown in there. But joy, real joy, that wonderful 
joy is not dependent upon our circumstances or what we have or don't have. Joy, it's a gift. It's a gift and you cannot earn it and you cannot buy it. Have you ever had to earn a gift? You can't earn a gift. This is a gift from God. Real joy is a gift of God's love born in a manger among the ordinary. So whatever situation you walked in here this morning, the angel of the Lord, he says to you, I bring you good news of great joy. And it's a gift from God to you. And all you have to do, and I love it when Pastor Randy says that. I know he's here. I love it when Pastor Randy says this. He says, unwrap that gift. Unwrap that gift. Philippians chapter 4 says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to read this command from Paul again. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. And then Paul, he goes on to say, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything be prayer and petition. Do you notice his words? Anything and everything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. And what is our natural response to bad news and challenging problems? We all face bad news all the time. And then how do we respond? We worry. We get anxious. It's a normal reflex, and it does not have to be taught. We are good at worrying, and we are good at being anxious. Oh, my goodness. We are so good at it. But listen, it's not a coincidence that Paul is talking about rejoicing and worrying in the same context. Because if you are ever going to be able to rejoice always, you must learn how to overcome worry. Paul says it is the key to every anxiety, to, to give every anxiety to God. But the Apostle Paul also says, he says is our, our normal and conditioned response should be to look at God in prayer. Therefore, we need to develop a habit of turning to God whenever we feel that worry coming on. Instead, we let that worry eat up at us. We go through our day, it starts to eat up at us, eat up at us. And then you start to get anxiety. But we need, to be, we need to have a different reaction to that. We need to condition ourselves instead of worrying about it. Once we have that worry, turn to God. Give it to God. To maintain the joy of the Lord, pray. Christ is our joy. So the angels announced to us this Christmas, I bring you good news of great joy. A Savior is born, Christ the Lord. Why do I need this joy? Why do we need this joy? It's because we're all going to face trials. We're all going to be tested. And we need this joy. James, he says this. He said, Consider it joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because the testing your faith, it causes you to grow. It's true. It causes you to grow. It produces perseverance. It produces a patience in you. There is a direct connection between joy and temptation and testing, and we need to see it. You will survive these tests, and you will overcome temptation if there is real joy in your heart. We need to put on our horse blinders. You've seen the horses, and they have those blinders. 
I don't know this for, for fact, because, but I know there's some horse people here, so I'm going to be careful how I say it. But the way I always saw it is that it's to prevent the horses from you know, seeing all the stuff that's around them, you know, staying more focused. And so that's how I think of it, that we need to put our, our blinders on that filter out all the pessimistic stuff around us, all those things that are negative in life, and instead put our focus back on Jesus. It's so easy for all those things to come back. They're all around us. They're surrounding us. But if everything is surrounding you, where is your focus at? It's got to be on Jesus. The good, news and great cause, the good news and cause of great joy was found in that manger. Starting in John 1, it says, In the beginning, the Word of God and the Word was with God. Right? So God, He is the source of everything. All things were made by Him. Then the Word became flesh, and He lived among us. Jesus was born that night. He came to the world to live among us. And the reason he did that is so that every person here, every person who's accepted Jesus, can experience an everlasting joy. Last week, uh, we were privileged enough to be able to go watch the chosen Christmas special. Man, that was amazing, that Christmas special. But something stood out to me when I was watching it, and I remembered it. It was when Mary was giving her song of praise. She was giving her song of praise. It says in Luke chapter 1, it said, And Mary said to them, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord. Mary, she's vocalizing something externally that has happened in her heart, that something that's happened inside. She's vocalizing it. So what is happening in your hearts this morning? Is your heart, is your mind, is it magnifying the Lord? And we can praise God with our minds. One of the reasons we often don't have joy is that because our minds are so focused on all the wrong things. Instead of focusing on things that bring us joy and peace, we think about the problems of the world. I know, I catch myself all the time. It is so easy to read the news these days. It's on your phone. It pops up everywhere, right? And I was thinking about this. I haven't seen a newspaper in so long. I remember those things. But now it's on your phone, right? And so, I, and once a day, I, I always like to see the headlines at least because I want to keep a current with what's going on with things. And I'm like, and I catch myself. I'm like, I need to stop thinking about all these worldly issues because they can eat at you. But, oh, man, this is happening over here, and this person's in trouble over here, and COVID issues are over here. And I just have to remind myself to stop and get refocused. Refocused right then and there, back on the Lord. Paul says in Philippians, he says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. So as I'm reading the news, the scripture, it reminds me to stop reading, these news, reading the news and focusing on that and focus on these things. 
Those things that are good. Those things that are right. Those things of God. Think about Jesus. Those things of Jesus. God, He wants us to be joyful because He wants us to be confident that He is in control. When these things are happening around the world, we don't have to hold on to it. We don't have to let this, these things of the world to, uh, drag us along behind it. And that's what happens. It drags us right along. And we don't have to do that. We don't have to let it have that kind of control over us because God is in control. Give it to God. It is our job to maintain the joy that you have been given by trusting in Jesus. And although that may be difficult sometimes, for joy can sometimes come through pain. There are people here in this room this morning that are going through pain. And yet I know these people. And I know that they're still filled with joy. They're still filled with joy. People have endured hardships are capable of being the most joyous and hope-filled individuals. Remember Paul. He went through some stuff. He was in prison. He was beaten. But he was filled with joy. Remember Jesus died on the cross. He was filled with joy. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. As we walk through these things, these trials, these valleys, that scripture, you have to remember that scripture, you've got breath in your lungs. You can give praise to God because this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. I want to invite the worship team up. So how can we be a joyful Christian? Joyful Christians enjoy life because they see following Jesus as a great and wonderful journey with highs and lows and do not simply just follow aimlessly without purpose. Instead, by having, they have joy by moving forward in faith. They never settle spiritually. Instead, they rediscover the adventure that is following Jesus. And there is an adventure in following Jesus. You've got to remember what you were like before you followed Jesus. I remember my life before I followed Jesus. I looked back at that. I was just talking to Lucinda about it a couple of days ago. I looked back at that, and I can't even recognize that person. I was literally dead and reborn into a new life because of Jesus. I look back at that. That was not, I, that's not me. I can't believe I said those things. I can't believe I did those things. I can't believe I treated people that way. That's not even me anymore. I don't recognize that person. There is an adventure in following Jesus. If you want to keep joy in your Christmas season this year, listen, joy loved, God loved you so much. God loved you so much that He gave you His Son. Not only that, He loved you so much that God watched. He watched. He stood on the sidelines and He watched as his son was mocked, beaten, spit upon, crucified. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from the real joy of Christmas. Because the real joy of Christmas, it is grounded and it is anchored and is tied to the love of God. He, did, he witnessed those things because he loves you so much 
that he sent his son for you. In Romans chapter 8, it says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither high nor depth, nor anything else in all the creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is the gift. That is your gift. Jesus is that gift. Jesus is your joy. Jesus said, love your God and your neighbor. If you love, then how can you feel anything but joy? If you're loving God and you're loving your neighbor, I promise you, joy will follow right along. We love God, Lucinda and I in our house. We love God. We love our neighbors. And and we serve our neighbors. And I have never once not felt joy by being a part of that. We tend to look for joy in all the wrong places. And I want to close with this. It's the end of 2021. And the message is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. And it is a message that we all need to hear. We can have joy in Jesus because he came to us and he came for us. We can also have joy because guess what? Jesus is returning. He is returning and we can have joy in that. Got to remember what the angel said because the message of the angel to the shepherds is needed today. I bring you good news of great joy. Because Jesus was born, we sing out, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. In Romans chapter 15 it says, May the God, it says, May the God of your hope, of hope, fill you with joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill us with hope. Fill us with joy. God is filling us with peace. And guess what? He's filling us with hope. There's someone here this morning that needs to hear good news. There's someone here this morning that needs to hear good news and experience great joy, perhaps for the first time in your life. And as we close our eyes, we're going to pray. This is a safe place. And if that's you this morning, if you want to experience good news and you want to experience great joy in your life, I want to pray for you. Put your hand up and I can pray for you. I want to experience great joy. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. God, we're just so grateful right now for this place. Lord, we hear the good news we experience the great joy, God. I just want to pray for those people who have their hands up, Lord.
to just speak into their lives today. Allow it to happen now in the mighty name of Jesus. Not tomorrow, not next week, but right now because I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and I believe in the power of Jesus and I believe that that can happen now. So God, fill these people up with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Allow them to leave here with this newfound joy and this newfound Jesus in their lives. This is an amazing season, God. And we're just so grateful to be able to come in here. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in all the things of Christmas, all, you know, the, the new or the commercialism of it, and how there's presents and family and arguments and all that stuff. But Lord, we just know we have to remember that you're the reason for this. You're the reason. And we love you. We love your son, Jesus. We thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. We praise these things in your mighty name. Amen. Also, before you guys leave, we're going to sing another worship song, but we have a gift for you guys again. Do you guys know what it might be on today? Joy. Joy, that's right. Joy. And the Mariners.
There we go. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Can we um, give a hand to Pastor Jeremy for such a great word? That was awesome. If you are a visitor here this morning, welcome. We are so happy that you joined us. We have a welcome center over here. We would love for you to stop by, say hi to Pastor Dan. We have a gift for you. It's a cool gift. We promise. It's awesome. Swing by. Also, we have a prayer team that is available for prayer. They'll be up here in this corner. If you need prayer today, please don't leave without it. They would love to meet with you and pray with you. On the way out, we have some things to sign up for. We have some tags to take for kids in need. Our Christmas drive through experience. Everybody, Christmas drive through experience. This week, this is a chance for us to show the joy that Jesus brings to our community. So sign up. It is going to be so much fun. We get to love on people. Sign up and help for our Christmas drive through experience. And let us end with our closing verse. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, church. Have a great week. God bless. Just start talking to Jesus. Just keep talking to Jesus. The rest of your life.